Welcome to another episode of Singled In, a gathering place for single members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I'm Oliver. And I'm Lindsay. I like how we do that. I'm (laughs) Oliver. (laughs) That's great. Today we're joined by Brian, my muggle boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this, this TikToker, this dancer I follow, and he posted a video with his boyfriend and he called it... They were dancing, and it was his muggle boyfriend because his boyfriend wasn't a dancer. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's perfect <laughs> for how to talk about Brian, or is that offensive because... Well, now everyone thinks that we're wizards. Yeah, we're yeah. assuming we're magical and you're non-magical. So. I, I think it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm more so worried because I listened to an episode of another podcast that's music-related, uh-huh. and they had his wife on. I was like, oh, no, she is not as funny or is interesting. Oh <laughs> no, not true. That's not gonna. This, that's not the case for this so. for this episode. Brian is very much my equal in terms of entertain, <laughs> entertainment factor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Brian graciously agreed to join us to talk about his impressions of the church, especially being not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and dating a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Uh, Brian's been really great about coming to church with me often and being very supportive. Mm-hmm. And he just finished reading the Book of Mormon this week. Oh, you just, did? Yeah, sure oh. did. Yeah, just to better like understand what we're talking about at church, basically. Very nice. And so, yeah, it's been interesting to hear his perspectives over time and figure out how to be, I don't know, be better for each other, better support and understand each other mm-hmm. through this dating journey of ours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're excited to dig into it. Yes. So before we dig into it, let, let, let's dig into Brian first. So Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, in terms of my religious background, I grew up in a very conservative, evangelical Christian family. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I really took seriously. And I, I guess I still do. It's just in a different way. Uh, I was a kid who would always take my Bible to school high school like every single day <laughs> what a nerd <laughs> I was clearly the most popular kid in my class yes. but uh yeah I would read from it every single day and I know I've read it cover to cover somewhere between like three to five times mm-hmm. you know yeah uh and so it's something that I feel like I'm pretty well versed in and I still remain super interested in sort of the hist- historiography of the Bible and biblical scholarship on it. So, but yeah, about, I don't know, I'd say in grad school about 10 years ago, uh, I more or less stopped going to church. And the reason for it was more or less that I didn't really feel confident that, like I believed that it was true. And part of this was because I grew up in a very, uh, literal interpretation of the Bible like, mm-hmm. environment. And so, uh, you know, I struggled a little bit with that. But really the big thing was, for me, I just remember feeling like, you know, if God does exist and that, you know, he created me with certain skills, that I would be, in a way, being really dishonest with myself to continue going to church and acting as though it was something that I was believing in. And so I would never call myself an atheist because I feel like that just does the complete opposite or does the same thing, right? It's a complete certainty. Uh, It's just in a completely different way that's also impossible to verify, Mm -hmm. you know? So It's like certainty on one end versus certainty on the other end, and neither are helpful. Yeah, and so it just doesn't make sense for me to jump from one certainty and it's the certainty that I have a problem with to go for another certainty. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I would definitely describe myself as either agnostic or just simply culturally Christian. Mm. So for agnostic, uh, that's to say that you believe that like all religions have some truth. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I just, I use agnostic in the sense that I can't prove nor deny that God exists. Uh, though I, I definitely don't feel very uh, reassured that the interpretation of God that we have in the Bible isn't necessarily true, just because I feel like it's a man-made document. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So is your family still super religious? Uh, well, so I have four siblings, two brothers, two sisters. And of them, really my youngest sister is like the closest in terms of being, you know, she's very spiritual, but uh, like an unorthodox in her approach to Christianity. Uh, my parents uh, are both, uh, they would identify as Christians, though neither have been to church regularly in mm. probably a decade. And a, and a are they the Christians that like go to like Christmas Mass or Easter Mass and call no, it good? <laughs> no, uh, a lot of it's just a lot of, uh, it's a long story and perhaps not my story to tell, but basically just really uh, unhelpful and you know, sometimes the church community can be really great, mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be really nasty while feeling like they're speaking the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they really became disenchanted with just attending church, though I know my mom reads scripture regularly, prays regularly, and so... Yeah, yeah we went to New York, where Brian's from, and all his family lives, and it was really cute because his grandma was playing like some church music and mm-hmm. singing along and they were singing along together to, was it hymns or yeah. some like spiritual songs? Yeah. Just yeah. some common Christian music. Yeah. 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 Hymns. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. 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 So during elders quorum, we were talking about, or our teacher was talking about how the church is perfect, but the people are imperfect. So... Um, you talked about how your parents were disenchanted because not necessarily of like the church or like the doctrine, but they were maybe disenchanted because of the people because of like, maybe because of like the things that were going on and what they were saying at their church, would you say? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was just basically, uh, fallout from my older sister Hmm. going to college and having an intimate relationship. And it was seen like my parents were like some type of failures for it about being really bothered when... Yes. You know, my sister was kind of given an ultimatum and she chose her boyfriend. And so then my parents were obviously, you know, really, you know, bothered by that. Mm-hmm. And it hurt because she was gone for like five years mm-hmm. uh, with minimal contact. And so, uh, and yeah, the church was just not very helpful for the most part. Yeah. I do know that that has also happened in like other religions, including ours, mm-hmm. Lindsay. Yeah. So that doesn't. It, it's sad to see good people leave a church because of other people's actions or because of other mm-hmm. people's comments in, yeah. the, in the church building. Yeah, yeah, that are kind of judgment-based in yeah. a place that isn't their place to judge, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, yeah. <laughs> ironic coming from a church, yeah. of all places, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, too. There's been a bunch of passages that I've been really zoning in on through the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. and it wasn't lost on me, right, that... In Third Nephi, when Jesus comes and basically skips his little Sermon on the Mount, Redux, mm-hmm. uh, then like one of his things he says is like, "Hey, don't kick people out of the church." You know, yeah. Like they don't necessarily take communion, but like everyone's welcome. And yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah. 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 So you're from uh, New York, born and raised. Yeah. Okay. And what brought you to Las Vegas? Yeah, so I, I have uh, a job here at UNLV. I work uh, teaching rhetorical criticism, among other things, public speaking. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty great. Been loving it out here. Very nice. How long have you been doing that? Well, I've, I've lived in Vegas for almost six years now. Mm-hmm. So, but I've been teaching in some capacity since two. 2008 mm-hmm. through grad school and what have you. All right, great. Well, thank you, Brian. Okay, so now let's get to the juicy part. How you <laughs> how you and Lindsay met. <laughs> so who, and Lindsay, you can chime in as well if you'd like yeah. to. So how did the two of you become a pair? Yeah, I mean, I can share that, and maybe I talked about this on our last episode when we talked about dating outside the church Yeah, months ago. But I was like a little bit disenchanted with the church dating scene (laughs) and had seen friends get married to people who weren't members of our church. And so I thought I'd give it a try. And I think, honestly, in some ways I felt inspired to take this step. 
because um, just through prayer or whatever, I felt really good about trying out a relationship where we just practice differentiation, like where we were allowed to be different and distinct people, but still come together in like a loving, supportive way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so, so I got on an app and yeah. there was Brian. <laughs> yeah. So to reiterate, because I think, like you said, we talked about this before. Yeah. But especially in our church, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, it's preferred that you date and marry other members of the church just because it's just easier that way. Or I think that was like the logic Um, Mm -hmm. and that and also like future blessings when you do marry someone who's of the same religion as you. There's other other reasons Mm -hmm. why, but... So that's why we have the young single adult ward, and that's why we have the mid singles ward, and we have the mid singles ward, the only mid singles ward in the whole valley of, of Las Vegas. But like you said, Lindsay, um, the mid singles ward, the dating scene's kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not great. Like, <laughs> yeah, it can be tricky. Not yeah. that there's like not a lot of quality mm-hmm. people, because there are for sure, um, and I think. For sure, if I wanted to, I could, you know, continue to try dating in the church and mm-hmm. maybe make something work at some point. Either someone from Vegas or, like, a lot of people end up doing, they, like, mm-hmm. find someone in Utah and move to Utah, you know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, meeting Brian, it was a breath of fresh, fresh air in a lot of ways. First of all, he has a really secure attachment style, so it was just really easy to date him in a lot of ways. And then, also, I feel like he was just my type in terms of, like, some uh, uh, maybe non-religious values being really aligned, like more worldview sort of things. And so that was really helpful to me. I would say like it makes sense that we're encouraged or I don't even know if we're encouraged to date inside the church. I don't know if a lot has been said from general authorities about it recently, but it makes sense that that would be encouraged just because it's been hard in a lot of ways and we can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, and also you're thinking about... Ideally, the church, like, church members are continuing to, like, produce and raise more church members, you know what I mean? And that gets a little bit trickier when you have people of different religions uh, who are co-parenting, you know. So, yeah, we can dive into that a little bit. All right, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, Okay, so, you decide that you're going to have more options and you're going to start dating other guys outside of the church. Yeah, I'm just going to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. See what happened. Yeah. And then you and Brian matched on a, uh-huh. dating, on a dating site. On Hinge. Woo woo. <laughs> we are not sponsored. <laughs> but it's a good one if you want, if you want options. But you can reach out to us. <laughs> Recommendations over here. And okay, so you guys match and then what happened next? So how did the first date go? Yeah, I would say, well, well go ahead, Brian, because well, I told this story. Yeah, well, we reached out, we connected, and then I feel like you didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> and so I stopped responding. And then it was Oliver told you, oh, we should totally reach back out to him. Yeah. Yes, and I he did. That. Then we've been together ever since. I know. Thanks to Oliver for yeah. naming our first child after you. <laughs> yeah. Oliver or Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done. The, uh, but yeah, our first date was a phone call Mm -hmm. because I've been on way too many dates where it's just like, you know, you meet up with them. You're like, oh no, this is not going to work at all. It's a waste of time. And it's not like, yeah, it's not, it's a waste of money on the date, but it's just like, oof, it's just, I have better uses of my time. Yeah, it's time. (laughs) Time's the precious commodity here. So, so at what point did you guys discuss, uh, religious beliefs that first call yeah yeah first phone call uh i can't remember well maybe it's because you had it on your profile christian i feel like it came up a little bit later in the conversation for some reason i don't remember but i did share that i was a member of the church i think i even shared i was doing the podcast with you it was before we like had started releasing episodes but we'd started yeah. recording oh you put us on your dating no i didn't put that on the profile it was just a conversation <laughs> oh, okay, with gotcha. it was really Ryan. a secret advertisement campaign <laughs> but i remember being impressed that he wasn't afraid to ask like questions about it like uh, and one thing he asked is like, how do you see this working? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which so, was kind of cool of him to like ask out in the open and not be shy about that. Yeah. yeah. So on this particular dating website, there is no option for Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. So you, you picked a Christian. 
Maybe? Yeah, I don't remember I, exactly. Yeah. I feel, feel like it was like an option. It, no, I don't think it was an option, okay. but I'm pretty uh, sure that you put in Christian. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just put Christian just yeah. to be like and I and I was and I was clear about being like I don't drink some things like that just yeah. to kind of like kind of weed out those who would, yeah yeah would be immediately turned off by that yeah. yeah and then on that first phone call that first conversation you you tell them that you're a member of the church of Jesus uh-huh. Christ Latter Day Saints yeah. Brian did you know about that church beforehand or was this kind of new well, to you I mean I was familiar with LDS mm-hmm. church uh, I think my response though was simply to ask Lindsay what her favorite passage. Uh, scripture was mm. I forgot you did that huh yeah because I don't know I feel like you can tell a lot about someone a whether they have a favorite scripture <laughs> yeah <laughs> B, right, yeah. then what it is you know like there's some really beautiful well I mean everything's beautiful for different reasons but mm-hmm. there's some they're like I really love like you know Ten Commandments. So, like, I was telling my grandmas, I was asking them once, like, I love the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. And the other's like, I really love the story of creation. I'm like, okay, there's different yeah. takes there, you know? Yeah. Can tell what people are interested in or what, like, yeah, motivates them. Yeah, yeah. it's that's funny that you mentioned that you asked me that because lately Brian's been asking all our friends what their favorite scriptural p- passages like he'll tell them he's been reading the book of mormon mm-hmm. which my church friends yeah yeah and which are his friends now too but <laughs> yeah and then he'll ask him yeah what their favorite book of mormon or other scripture passages and it's been really fun to hear yeah. answers yeah. and it tells i mean it is really telling yeah in terms of the person's like personality or lot of, interests a lot of passages from ether yeah uh, i do want to uh i was looking through my book of mormon copy the other day and because I wrote down that to ask people, but then I also wrote down another question I forgot to ask people that I'd really like to. What is mm. it? Uh, like, what are passages that you find challenging? Oh. I'll just leave it like that. Like, whether, you know, it's just like they don't agree with it, or maybe they don't understand it, or... Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that question. Um, but so, I, I feel like that's not the question to lead off with first. Yeah, that's a follow-up. <laughs> from, from like, I feel yeah. like anyone who's a member of the church could easily do that without necessarily feeling like it's sort of a gotcha question or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's not something I wouldn't ask unless it was a decent friend and I felt like yeah. engaging in conversation with them about it. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I do like the fact that on this first day, even though you knew that your guys' religions were different, you were still trying to find that common ground. Trying to yeah. find like that. So for that case, it was finding out what her favorite scripture was. Yeah. And to be clear, I never thought I would date someone seriously who was like still active in the church as mm-hmm. well. Any church, frankly. Uh, and I don't know. I think in some ways it was in some ways harder, but some ways easier that it was that Lindsay's a part of the, you know, LDS church because it's slightly different. And so it's, I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Like it has, it definitely has its challenges, but also because it's not the type of upbringing I had that I can be a little bit more open-minded in different ways, I think. Yeah. That's interesting. I I was going to say, I see a lot of our upbringing as being kind of similar, just kind of a more conservative Christian religion. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Some of the views around things or some of the ways we were taught certain things, but you're right, there are a lot of differences too, so you can, yeah, just go and be like, okay, what is the Book of Mormon about, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, I think I'm generally pretty open to new Mm -hmm. experiences and what have you, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, so when did you guys decide to be official, to be like officially boyfriend and girlfriend? don't remember i mean for me i just never date multiple people like yeah simultaneously uh you don't miss yeah <laughs> sorry jessica no. the, uh... wait what <laughs> sorry i was just making a bad joke oh <laughs> i'm sorry there is no jessica <laughs> no i've never dated anyone named jessica <laughs> i was like um <laughs> Lindsay's like wait a minute <laughs> no the uh yeah, I, I think the only, I feel like the time where it felt more official is once you came back from your month-long uh-huh. jaunt in uh, Spain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah, I think even before then, I may have referred to you as my boyfriend, like, yeah. offhandedly, just to test it out. <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, definitely, like, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't really dating anyone else simultaneously either. Yeah, I just liked Brian, and I also was feeling very open about my life. Like, I'd quit my job and wasn't sure if I was going to stay in Vegas. I was, like, headed to Spain. And so, I wasn't really too worried about anything. And then, yeah, when I got back, that's when we kind of, like, kicked it into gear, and it felt like we were going somewhere with yeah. it. So Gotcha. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, though, too... Uh, I feel like I was feeling pretty committed. Even when you were in Spain, I was attending church almost every single That's true. week uh, without you. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I do. I do remember Brian attending like FHE and attending um, yeah sacrament not sacrament meetings and stuff when, yeah. while you were away. Burgers and Bros. Burgers and Bros. Yeah. yeah, I remember that too. Where I was like, oh, Brian came to Burgers and Bros. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I brought him to church once once or twice before I left, so that'd have been like June. First date was like early April, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for then, our for our listeners, Burgers and Bros is is an, is an activity <laughs> that the Elders Quorum does that we get together once a week or once a month, and we go to a restaurant. Usually it's a bigger place, but now we've moved on to tacos taco, taco, <laughs> taco joints now so but yeah so that's burgers and bros um Lindsay, did you want to finish your thought or uh what was i gonna say oh we did have a conversation a month or two before i left that was a little bit like oh i'm thinking about leaving earlier or something and brian was like wait wait, wait. if you want to leave earlier maybe you're not like invested in this sort of thing yeah. And so I had to step back and be like, oh, maybe, I mean, I want to keep dating you. I don't know. So I had to think about it and like recognize, do I want to keep like giving this some time or kind of yeah. maximizing my time with Brian before I go to Spain, which I ended up doing, which was, you know, helped lay some foundations, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Was there ever a point while you guys were dating that you thought to yourself, I don't think this is, I don't think this is going to last very long because of the religious differences? That's a good question. I feel like maybe throughout there's been worries and maybe not completely focused on religious differences, more just focused on me being, uh, it's just complicated for sure, but (laughs) I don't know. Did you ever have like a thought like that? Well, yeah, I thought I goofed it up once, you know, we were on our hike and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I I was trying to explain myself and... I was just like, I think I was explaining why I hadn't been dating someone who has a strong, like, faith background. Uh-huh. And for me, you know, it's just like, I unintentionally said it pretty meanly, but it was basically, you know, like, for me, it'd be like dating someone who is, you know, really excited about, like, Santa Claus or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's like still writing letters to Santa Claus. And, like, and I was like, at, um... You know, at some point, you know, you're making joint decisions together, like buying a house and like, <laughs> like, okay, well, I don't know. And so yeah. I, I, I was, that was, I think I was anxious. I was like, oh, I need to like communicate how I'm feeling. But I said it in a way that was not very. Yeah. Mm, I think nice. after that, with that conversation, I was questioning like, can he actually respect me, you know, in this? Yeah. And so that was a big question mark. He came back really quickly after and was like, hey, like. I didn't mean it that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we were able to repair. And then there was a time when I was in Spain. Or did you want to say something about that? Uh, All I was going to say is I have a tendency to run my mouth. And so (laughs) I'm not like stop talking. And so I was just like, you know, I had like two shovels in my hand. I just kept like digging deeper. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everything I was trying to like fix, I was making worse. (laughs) I mean, that's how it usually goes, right? (laughs) No, I mean, that's something I appreciate about Brian is he, even like if I don't say anything, he will often come back and be like, I said the wrong thing. I'm going to apologize. Like he'll, like, he's really good about being thoughtful about these things. Yeah. And, yeah. I appreciate I, that. Yeah. Yeah. I even said the wrong thing to someone today in church. I'm like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> you can apologize next time I see them. <laughs> yeah. There was another time in, when I was in Spain and we were, t- we were FaceTiming or something and. Uh, he, he was sharing some thoughts about church with me, um, maybe like more on the critical side. Yeah. And I was like, and I was already in a weird place with the relationship and such. Like, 
I had just, you know, been spending time in Spain, like meeting cool people. I don't know, just feeling like a little bit distant from Brian anyway. And then feeling like hurt by what he had been sharing with me. And so I was like, okay, I really appreciate you going to church and having these and thinking through this, but also like, I know the the purpose of you going to church is to support me and I don't feel supported sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that also was like a hard moment where I was like, oh, maybe not, you know. And then, I mean, honestly, it hasn't like completely resolved. Like there's still moments where I question more, more, not less because of like questioning Brian and his character because I feel great about that, but more of just dealing with my expectations for my life versus like reality, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what it's looking like now, which is obviously really great, but not necessarily what I envisioned. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just trying to like work through that a little bit and not be too intense about what I envisioned for my life and what I wanted versus like what amazing options are actually in front of me right now, you know? Yeah. So, so let's back up a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about the first time that you invited Brian to go to church with you. Yeah. I think I, uh, he'd been willing from a really, really early on and I was pushing it back because I was scared. <laughs> oh, so Brian, yeah. you were ready to visit. Probably. It, but it you, doesn't sound surprising to me. Yeah, like he I was believe that. super down to come. Uh-huh. And but I, Lindsay, you had your, you had some... Yeah, um, and I can't remember why. Yeah, my reservation. Yeah, that's a word, yeah. Yeah, I think I was just scared of opening up that door and having those conversations. And I was scared of what he would think about church, for sure. So <laughs> I think it was a lot of that. <laughs> and then I think eventually I was like playing violin at church or something. And so... That was like a natural opportunity for him to come. Maybe there was another yeah, one before that. that. seems about right. Yeah, but that was like right before I went to Spain. Yeah. He came what, like maybe two times before I went to Spain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so Brian, the, the mic is yours. Tell me how your first Sunday visit went. I think it was pretty good. You know, like any time you attend somewhere new, it's like, okay, where's the right entrance, you know? Yeah. Like where I'm supposed to go and... I think for me, it's just more so gradually every time I went learning or discovering something Mm -hmm. new. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I will say that the Mormon church structure is very similar to the uh, evangelical church I grew up in, which is called the Plymouth Brethren, which is a very small like sect in which basically during one of the main like communion meetings, there's no priest or pastor. Uh, it's just like everybody's deacons and it's very like de- democratic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mormonism is like a product of America. It's fundamentally democratic, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then reading the Book of Mormon, Liberty, Liberty, it's like it's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, so I was very like used to just this, it felt normal mm-hmm. in some way. And it's like, oh, well, communion is kind of weird, like, drinking water but like the churches i attend you know it's like oftentimes like here's grape juice not even wine so yeah. it's like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's not like we're doing much yeah yeah, yeah. And then the i remember one week the first time i heard about like pioneer ancestors and like the veneration towards that I'm like okay it's weird but it makes sense in terms of that it's uh it's like an analog for the Roman Catholic sainthood, mm. right? It, it provides like a history huh. and people to venerate in a way and like uh, look back to their legacy and help that through your current time. So I don't think I've ever heard you say that. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense because like the early saints were in terms of like the Catholic Church or the early Christians faced a lot of persecution and... Yeah, I never thought of that parallel. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. The And today we had a, a blessing in the church. I think it was, like, the first time. Oh, was yeah. it the first time seeing? I think it was maybe the first time I think so. That. Oh, okay. Have you seen a baptism before? Well, not in the church, but I've been no. baptized. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, by immersion. Yeah. Yeah, probably some similarities there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have a new member in in, in, the, in the church. And he was baptized yesterday, and so he was mm. confirmed today. And Brian, that was your first time seeing uh, a confirmation. 
Gotcha. Okay, I missed the context on the baptism. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a confirmation into the church as well as receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Gotcha. Yeah, so I don't know if I fully explained that, but yeah, yeah that's no. what was happening. Yes. But and it was then, a priesthood blessing. Yes. Which, okay. yeah, yeah, was a new experience for Brian, too. Oh, yeah. gotcha. No, we've talked about them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and the, the Sundays where basically anyone who wants to go up can, can speak. Again, yes. very Fast. like... Fast and testimony meetings, yes. Reminiscent <laughs> of, uh, yeah. and I don't know, even like, I don't think it's unique to like the Mormon church, but like all like the gender roles, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, in some ways I feel like your church is a little bit more progressive than what mine was growing up in. Like women weren't allowed to like testify. <laughs> testify. Oh, really? Or, yeah. So oh. the gist of the meeting would be. If you were a man, you could stand up and say, like, hey, this is some scripture I read this past week. Mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Or here's a song I think we should sing together. Yeah. And women would wear head coverings. Oh, wow. Like little... Like, like veils or... Whatever, yeah. Like, not like, uh, you know, Sharia law type of stuff. Hmm. But same idea, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> in yeah. In some ways. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, we actually use veils in the temple for women, oh, okay, not covering mm-hmm. our faces, but well, yes, yeah, just kind of like a little, uh huh, yeah, just yeah. a little covering, yeah. So, Brian, I don't know if you you probably know this now, but fast and testimony meetings are kind of like rocky Sundays <laughs> just because it is open to everyone, yeah, and there's always like one or two individuals that get up and you know they say too much or during their testimony. Did you have that experience when you when you witnessed like our first fast and testimony meeting in church? Oh yeah, I guess. But the, I mean, the important thing to note and to emphasize for me going to church is that I, in some ways, I really enjoy it. Mm. But that's because of what I do. So I teach public speaking, and so there's no better place to see public speaking. <laughs> For all it's good and bad, <laughs> than every Sunday at church, you know? Yeah. And there's no better way to practice rhetorical criticism, which is what I do, than reading scripture. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, <laughs> so in some ways I'm just <laughs> going to work. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. not people. But, yeah. but I think precisely because I grew up in the church that, definitely made like the career choice i made ultimately make a lot more sense i've been mm-hmm. kind of like humming these skills for my whole life oh that's interesting that's, that's very interesting so your your upbringing kind of led you to the profession that you have now yeah in some ways yeah yeah mm-hmm. interesting yeah, which could be true for like members of our church too. We get a lot of practice with <laughs> uh, public speaking, yes. rhetorical mm-hmm. criticism. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of teachers in the ward, so uh-huh. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Callings in primary and Sunday school and such would de- would definitely prepare you for that. Yeah. Um. So, Brian, what were some of your impressions of? Um. So you attended sacrament meeting, but but what were your impressions of? Sunday school and or elders quorum. Yeah, I have to think about that for a little bit. I mean, I've always just tried to be active and participate in every meeting I've ever attended. I think really for the most part, though, just trying to listen and understand mm-hmm. what's going on. The one thing I really noticed early on is all the innuendo is not the right word, but all the different <laughs> code words, investigators, you know, and yeah. I'm sure there's oh, other ones I can't think like, of. Like the Mormon vocabulary, if you will. Yeah. 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 That's, the uh, Mormon lingo. Yeah. yeah. And sure. so, so it's always kind of interesting, but uh, I don't know. The one thing I will say is that uh, when Lindsay and I went to go visit her parents and I was able to attend a ward, a family ward for the first time. The thing that really stood out to me attending the elders quorum there was I just really appreciated, you know, being able to have this meeting in a room with like older gentlemen, mm. people with way more life experience. And I've felt that in some ways, you know, the mid singles ward is missing out on this just generational like wisdom or experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and I also feel like uh, for whatever reason, the elders quorum doesn't seem to, it seems to 
range a little bit more widely with what we focus on compared to like the Relief Society, it seems like. So lessons for that are more grounded in what is actually supposed to be spoken about that week. Explain. So, like, everyone's focusing on, like, a, a talk from dinner. Uh, I just feel like there's been some teachers of Elders Quorum who yes. <laughs> kind of choose their own. So we're... <laughs> Elders Quorum is very much free range, whereas yeah. a really society is more, like, structured. Yeah. Actually, the one thing that's really stood out to me, and I noticed it really quickly, because this past year we were looking at the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and... I noticed that anytime we had Sunday school or elders quorum and we were discussing the Old Testament, it seemed like people were not super like eager to like participate, or if they did, it was very kind of in regards to the Old Testament. Yeah, superficial maybe, or I don't know. It's hard to understand sometimes. But then anytime we had elders quorum with the Book of Mormon, like everybody was like super mm-hmm. like dialed in, and that was something I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say when you mentioned earlier that you read the Bible at least five to six times cover to cover. Yeah. I was super impressed by that because I can tell you now, I I don't think I've ever read like the Bible cover to cover. Yeah. And the Book of Mormon, yes. But I think that's because growing up, we were so focused on the doctrines of the Book of Mormon. Granted, we we did use the Bible, the Holy Bible, the Old Testament, yeah, the New Testament. Yeah, for sure. We did study those as well, but I felt like there was a heavier emphasis on the Book of Mormon. Lindsay, do you agree with that? Absolutely. There was a prophet a few prophets ago who really was big on reading the Book of Mormon every day. Mm-hmm. And I think, and we have done a few challenges over the years, even from prophets where they said, oh, oh, everyone read the Book of Mormon by the end of the year or something like that. Yes. And things like that. And so, it's always the Book of Mormon, but never uh-huh. like the Bible. Or like, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then also the Book of Mormon's like <laughs> fairly digestible. Like yeah. even if you don't like align with all the stories, you understand them, you know, <laughs> they make general sense and such. So, yeah. and it's a shorter book than say the Old Testament or New Testament. So, yeah. oh, and as a whole. So yeah, it makes sense for sure. We definitely had seminary where we, Spent a year focusing on the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I think I read the whole thing at that point, but not even sure. I might have just um, focused on the chapters I needed to, to you know, to pass the tests or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that totally, like, your perspective of the Bible and, like, the Book of Mormon is, like, so intriguing to me because, yeah, for us as members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, there's definitely more heavy emphasis on the Book of Mormon than other scriptures yeah and having finished it i'm really curious maybe it's not the time or place but i'm really curious to ask more people about their experiences reading it because there's so many passages you know that are clearly like Mm -hmm. echoing themes from the new testament and i'll look down to see like what it's um you know a little cross-referencing cross-referencing yeah like sometimes the references aren't there and i sometimes Uh wonder if people realize how much of, like, there's parallels between different yeah. passages. Like, oh, this is totally Paul speaking right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. More so than just, like, Jesus's teachings or the, you know, the straight pulling from Isaiah or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. Because there's, yeah, there's parts where it's, like, super obvious, you know, it's Isaiah. You know, uh-huh. minus a few words here or there. Uh, then other parts where it's like, oh, man. Because there's a passage, right? We were in church today and talking about the rocky foundation and the sand and, mm-hmm. and like oh yeah that's something that's in the book of mormon uh-huh. it's also something in the new testament yeah absolutely and yeah so there's just a lot of like oh for sure parallels that run throughout it yeah uh, it, it's definitely a different book and it's aims and what have you and it's um, you know composition clearly but mm. there's lots of parallels and yeah echoes echoes is a better word mm-hmm Oh, I like that, an echo of the yeah. of the Old and New Testament. I, I like that. So when you were reading the Book of Mormon, what were your impressions of reading the Book of Mormon? Would you say it was agreeable? Were there some things that you had, like, some problems with? Yeah. I mean, to, to contextualize why I read the Book of Mormon, I read it because I know it's really important to Lindsay mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone at church. And so... Uh, I don't think it's fair for me to come up 
with assessments of the church or Lindsay's faith without like understanding what it is that's in there, you know? And so, uh, and the other thing too, I want to mention, one of my favorite authors is Kurt Vonnegut. And, you know, he's, uh, he was president of the, uh, what is it? Uh, at any rate, super atheist, you know, it was well, ex-wife. So his ex-wife was a very devout woman of faith. And there's a passage in one of his autobiographies where, you know, she's dying on her deathbed and she asks him to like, tell her a story about like, what it'll be like when she dies or have you. And like, he very much so doesn't try to like tear down her religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. And the point of it that he was making, he says so explicitly, like, Hey, we, I don't agree necessarily, but I love her. And that's the thing that matters. And so that's how I really just wanted to try to approach the differences in Lindsay and my faith. Now, to be clear, I feel like it's sometimes like a lot more difficult. Like it's, it's easy to idealize, you know, uh, certain attitudes. And I think that one thing that's made it work for us is simply that pretty much from the start, we've just been really good about having open communication. Uh, and even when I was attending the ward, and th I think this made it really easy for me was I remember there being several times, right. That Lindsay would tell someone like, Hey, you know, wh whether the Bishop or whoever, like this Brian, he's my boyfriend. He's not looking to become a member, you know, mm -hmm. he's just here for me. And that made it a lot more welcoming in a way for me, uh, where I didn't have to, you know, worry that someone was. Yeah, being insincere. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've never tried to pretend anything. Yeah. But, you know, so, uh, now that being said, there's, I, I feel like, though, I, I am sometimes mindful of if there are things that are kind of weird or interesting or things that I want to bring up, that I have to, A, choose the right moment, and B, mm -hmm. not, like, mention everything I want to say mm -hmm. to me yeah or like all at once oh yeah you know yeah because it's just it's not it's just kind of overwhelming and it is, I understand yeah. that yeah I mean that's something an observation of mine is that it has gotten easier you and I in terms mm -hmm. of talking about religion like I remember when you were first coming to church and I'd be like, what do you think? And like, it was always a hard conversation. <laughs> yeah. Because he'd, be, he'd be honest, you know? Yeah. Like, and uh, Why are you asking me if it's going to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me thinking like, you'd be like, it was amazing, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think at some point, I mean, and I don't know if it's like ideal or if it's just the way we need to function. Brian got to a place where he was like, yeah, I can't share exactly how I'm feeling all the time. Like, I need to like have some sensitivity there, yeah. you know what I mean? And so in some ways that's how things got easier for us because I know we have come a long way in terms of how we talk about it, but do you have yeah. any other thoughts on that? Well, I think part of it too, I mean, I've just always assumed that this was part of it. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but the fact that I'm constantly discussing articles that I've read about like biblical scholarship on like the Old Testament and the New Testament where it's very clear that I'm not just like, you know, kind of going to town on the Book of Mormon mm -hmm. and like, you know, yeah. pointing out things. It's like, okay, well, this might not be like literally or like completely accurate or mm -hmm. whatever. And that might open this to just like being really interested in mm -hmm. passages of the Bible and uh, the composition and why it might matter. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. so it doesn't feel like I'm picking apart your religious text yeah yeah versus all yeah so, I will, uh, go ahead i was gonna say there were, yeah there have been a few other elements that have been interesting one is that i think we have a little bit of different styles in terms of like we've talked about this before but in terms of how we approach like a discussion like for me i'm like very conflict averse and so a lot of times if I don't agree with something, I just like smile and nod and move on, you know? <laughs> Whereas Brian's very much like, let's talk about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so sometimes, yeah, like, and it's, 
well, I don't know. We have a lot of good dialogue because he'll share like how, what he thinks about something and then I'll be like, well, this is what I think or at least this is what the church would say about mm-hmm. that in response to that. And then there's a lot of times where I just let things go and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We can think differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just am okay with that. Mm-hmm. those differences. Um, this is a little bit unrelated, but something I've really appreciated is when Brian comes to church, he engages like thoughtfully. So I remember like the first time he raised his hand in Sunday school, I was like, oh no. <laughs> but then he gave like this very thoughtful, like pertinent comment, you know, to yeah. the lesson that was helpful. So, and he continues to do that. So yeah. <laughs> that's been really nice and be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate do, that. I do remember going to Elder's Quorum with uh, Brian one Sunday and we were talking about the uh, the different kingdoms of glory. If I remember texting Lindsay and being like, hey, so we just had this conversation. Like, you should probably talk to Brian about it because I'm sure he has like hundreds of questions. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I could I, I could bet that sometimes it could be like kind of overwhelming for you. Yeah. You're, you're, kind of, you're trying to be supportive for Lindsay, but at the same time, you're kind of like, this is all new to you. So you're just yeah. trying to like filter in like what you agree with, what you don't agree with, how you're going to discuss this with Lindsay, like how you get to cope with that new information. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, I mean, sometimes it's like I legitimately don't understand whether, like, the conversation about the Book of Mormon, prior to reading it, is like, are we speaking, like, metaphorically about some, like, battle? Or is this, like... Yeah, where is this coming from? Yeah, yeah. and even that one Sunday with the different kingdoms... Uh, celestial kingdoms. Uh, I mean, there's some parts that don't sit right with me there, but the question I have is because basically, as I understand it, right, like to get to the top kingdom, you need to be married and have like mm-hmm. kids or whatever, which a that bothers me for like same sex couples. Mm. But the question I have is like, well, what about Elijah? Like, here's like a prophet who's like clearly very devout and like <laughs> chosen of God. Just so much so he doesn't even die. He gets like carried off in a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. It's true. And like, are we saying that Elijah's not at the top kingdom? Like, is he down with the peasants? Like, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Elijah. Yeah. The peasants. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times, yeah, this would be an example of like a conversation we'd have where he would say something like that, and I'd be like, yeah, I think the church would say, oh, you know, Elijah had opportunities in the next life to get into a like a marriage union or start a family. But also, I also appreciate, like, you bringing up these points, you know, Mm -hmm. and talking about it, because it's obviously not simple all the time, so. And here's this book, it's called Doctrine and Covenants, like, I'm good as well. Yeah, I'm going to read that next. (laughs) I mean, I think... Uh, I'm nervous about that, honestly. (laughs) I mean, I feel like for me, though, like, even if there's things I'm kind of, like, iffy on, it's when I feel like the church isn't living up to its, like, full potential, Mm -hmm. or, like, even following scripture you know that's in the book of mormon mm-hmm. you know uh has been a member of the church for instance who i found out like two months ago during christmas party that we don't have a handicap accessible bathroom and you know she's in a wheelchair and this is like deeply troubling to me yeah for so many reasons and it really bothered me that this is like the most christian thing to do is to like care for those who are in like the most need and Mm -hmm. so i don't know like i don't i don't feel like i'm going to church to like uh point out things i'm like oh this is like maybe not true but like this is like what what are the implications Mm -hmm. of this in terms of how welcoming the church is yeah you know are you guys still working on that project and getting the um mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's been some progress for sure oh, talking to awesome. different leadership and such yeah. yeah yeah and honestly brian like i'm glad that you bring that up because that is from an outsider's perspective because i think we as members we don't see that unless it's brought to our attention which is crazy because we see this member like mm-hmm. all the time but we didn't think about that until we got an outsider's perspective and then now we're like, oh yeah, like how come we don't have that? Yeah. And to be clear, this is something I've told Lindsay before. For me, being vocal about something to improve it isn't like me just, you know, shitting on something Mm -hmm. for the sake of doing so. Like I have complaints or critiques of like 
my job, you know, I work in faculty senate. Like these are things we can do to make the campus better and more like equitable. Uh, you know, there's problems I have with like, you know, politics. And the country leadership. you live in, yeah. It doesn't mean I want to like move to Canada. Like, no offense, Canadian <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> do we have Canadian listeners? I, I sure hope we do. I know. <laughs> Someone's feeling validated right now. <laughs> like, yay. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. I take it all very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with it or necessarily believe it. Yeah. yeah. To expand on what you're saying, Oliver, I appreciate Brian's perspective on like, I think for me being in raised raised in this environment, there's definitely like a strong deference to leadership. Like, oh, they're doing their best and they know what's best and things like that. Whereas Brian's been a little bit. From an outsider's perspective, being like, no, there's more we can do or more we can say, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's been really helpful for me to just, like, take some ownership, you know, versus just letting others take care of things. So, yeah, that experience especially has been eye-opening, I guess, and helpful for me in terms of, like, thinking about how I'm practicing my Christianity and mm-hmm. what that looks like. So, yeah. 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 So, I'm going to flip the scenario now. Mm-hmm. So, Lindsay, Brian has been doing all of these things to mm-hmm. support you. I know. The best. <laughs> and what have you been doing to support Brian? Support Brian? Yeah. Interesting. Because, Brian, you don't... Is there, like, a particular church or a religion that you affiliate with or attend? No. Not really. I mean, the college I attended was Free Methodist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I just... My favorite type of church is one that like is deeply focused on like what the text means mm-hmm. and like putting it into conversation with either like historical context or just other scripture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Like a okay. holistic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting question. Cause I think there's probably more I can do in that realm. I know Brian does a lot of like sharing with me things he's read books he's thought about and I wouldn't consider myself like a super academic reader, so I'm not always one to be like, oh, I'm going to read that book, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. One thing we have done more recently, there was a book he grew up with that he really loved called Pilgrim's Progress. It was like a very famous religious-themed book, um, just kind of like a metaphorical journey. And so we've been reading that one together sometimes at night hmm. before I go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's been kind of fun. Yeah, a lot of it has been Brian coming to me and accommodating your you know, figuring out how to support me. So, yeah, it's an interesting thought in terms of, like, is there more I should or could be doing or we should be talking about in terms of me supporting him? Yeah. I will share, like, a few other things that he's done in terms of, like, figuring out how to support me. So, early on in our relationship before meals, I would, like, make jokes about, like, oh, should we pray? Um, and then... We've, like, just developed this practice at some point of just, like, maybe expressing, like, holding hands and expressing some gratitude. Mm. We'll, like, cook together. Brian's a great cook, and we'll cook together sometimes, and so we'll do that. And then more recently, in more recent months, is, like, this is just becoming more and more real, this relationship. Um, Something I brought up is I always thought it'd be nice to be with someone I could pray with and just, like, share some thoughts and desires out there to God and try to get help, you know, for our lives or the relationship or whatever. And... He listened to that and was like, okay, I, I don't want to be, like, disingenuous, like, when I, and just, like, pray and not mean it, mean it or believe in it or whatever. But then he was, like, thoughtful about it and, like, read this article that was helpful about someone else who didn't believe in God, who was still, like, praying with those who believed in God. That was, like, a priest. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, an army chaplain. Yeah. And then, then he was like, yeah, we can, we can do this. So... I think, like, we'll do a little back and forth, at least, like, pre-meal stuff where one of us will offer a prayer or uh, we'll do some sort of gratitude practice. Yeah. Which is really the value I had around, like, praying, at least around meals as I wanted an opportunity to express gratitude. Like, Mm. that was the point of prayer before meal, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's evolving for sure in terms of our discussions about what matters, me figuring out what I actually need or what matters to me. And then us figuring out, like, what works for both of us and kind mm-hmm. of just, like, creating things from scratch in terms of, like, um, practices as a, as a couple that'll serve us both. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, regarding prayer, like, I mean, I'm totally fine with you on this. But I think for me, like, leading prayer, for instance, in church, I, I just don't want people to think that, 
like this is like something that is from the heart as it were if that makes sense or like yeah yeah like a more religious in that sense of what I am but I do believe that prayer is beautiful and for me you know if you think about it prayer does what right it helps you think about what's important to you at this particular moment connects you with your friends and your family people who are important to you and helps you think of regularly about what would make their lives better and so I think it's a beautiful time to like pause and reflect about where you are and who you are and what you're doing Mm. Uh, and so I'm totally I'm I'm totally in favor of it I just don't feel like it's a landline to conversing with God as much as everyone building yeah building community it's it's communal yeah so Lindsay and Brian, despite the differences, how have you two been able to progress in the relationship? It sounds like you guys have really been able to find common ground or to compromise or to find that middle ground. Yeah, that's a good question because I mean, I definitely still have freak out moments, I would say, where I'm like, I'm not sure if this is going to work or this feels really hard. Or even we did end up going on a little break like over the holidays for a few mm-hmm. weeks. And that was partially because, I mean, all of it had to do with me being a little bit avoidant about this and about challenges. Yeah. But I think in some ways I felt overwhelmed about the things we still needed to figure out or talk about in terms of the future together. Like one thing we've talked about a lot but need to do more talking on is like if we have kids together, what that would look like. You know, things like that. Yeah. How are you going to raise them? Yeah. How are you going to teach them? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's other things that are tricky like obviously Brian's very supportive of me in terms of like keeping the law of chastity but it continues to be hard in different ways partially because I've been single forever and the way I've dealt with law of chastity is just to repress all of that Mm -hmm. you know and so that's obviously not going to serve me as well once I transitioned into a sexual relationship I got a lot Mm -hmm. to figure out there so for that and many other reasons for a while now we've talked about doing some couples counseling which we started recently And I mean, we're not very far into it, but I would say it's already been helpful in terms of um, at least getting topics out in the open, talking about things. And I've already felt like a little bit of a a burden lightened there in some ways. I feel hopeful that a counselor will help us be able to work, you know, talk through some of the things we still need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like our relationship is continuing to progress. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, even after the first meeting, I thought it was, like, super helpful. And yeah, uh, we're actually going to, our next appointment's on Valentine's Day, which is, like, oh. the most intimate thing we can do. <laughs> Not, like, can do, but, like, you know, <laughs> phrasing. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I don't know, it's just, like, good... I feel like we have good communication yeah. at, at the uh-huh. end of the day. You yes. know, Not to say that we have perfect communication, but I always feel like I can tell Lindsay... You know, things that are weighing on me. And I feel like she uh, feels open to do the same. And we might not necessarily share the same perspective, but but we listen to each other. Yeah. And try to understand. And, uh, yeah. I will say, as someone who's on the outside looking in, I do recognize that you guys are really good at uh, communicating or talking with one another. And you both are really open about your relationship, which I think is awesome because not everyone is super open about their relationship. And so I really do, I do really say like kudos to you guys for having that communication and for having that like that openness, that, you know, that open discussion. You guys aren't afraid to be honest and to be yourselves in this relationship. Yeah, I mean, I'm an oversharer, so... Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, that's why we're perfect. This is perfect. Oh, it's like, I'll tell my students, this is how much money I make, you know? <laughs> Don't become a teacher. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, or you can do it. Yeah, it's fun. Well, so, Brian and Lindsay, are there uh-huh. any other last-minute thoughts or comments that you would like to share uh, with our listeners before we sign off? I think the other thing that was really helpful for me early on was seeing how like how uniquely personal Lindsay's faith was. The thing that really stood out to me quickly was just, you know, in church, uh, 
whenever there's a lesson, like Sunday school, there's many a time where her commentary on a passage was demonstrated like a really great amount of empathy for others. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we both share very like progressive views in terms of like caring about others and wanting to be there for others and help others along. So, and speaking of which, you know, my favorite passage out of Book of Mormon is Messiah 4, 18, where it talks about, you know, not casting off beggars because what are we but beggars of God anytime we pray. And it's like, that's beautiful. Like, I don't need to necessarily believe that this is like Holy Scripture or what have you for it to be like a really profound statement and worth, mm. you know, dwelling on. And so, but yeah, I just think part of it is that uh, I really respect and admire the way in which Lindsay, her faith has influenced who she is. And I feel like sometimes people can weaponize their faith in a way that sort of punches down. That's never been the case. Yeah, thank you. Oh, well, thank you, Brian. What about you, Lindsay? Yeah, the one thought I had was, I know we did that episode a while ago about dating outside the church. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in a lot of ways, I was like a lot less further along in the relationship with Brian. And I had a positive view of it then. I still think it's really complicated in terms of like navigating some of this stuff. But I also think relationships are just always complicated. And this was going to be hard for me at this age, no matter what, like no matter who my partner was in terms of like blending lives together. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I do think it's, I really, really appreciate Brian in my life. Like, you know, what a, what a miracle, you know, to find him. Cause I feel like, I think the most important thing is to find a partner you, you can do that communication with and somebody who will be thoughtful about things and, and come back with, you know, continuing to, like, repair or even just, like, continuing to support and and try. Brian's, like, just a really wonderful partner in that in that way. So, yeah, I feel hopeful. I, I hope we can t- continue to, like, figure it out. And I think, like, based on our track record so far that we will find success in that. So, yeah. It's been really beautiful mm-hmm. and not for the faint of heart in some ways, <laughs> <laughs> yes. but yeah, I'm really grateful for it. As am I. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. Um, thank you. Yeah. I kind of feel like this has been like the Lindsay and Brian show and I'm just, oh, sorry. <laughs> I know, no, and you're, no, don't no. apologize, Brian, never apologize. <laughs> but yeah, we thank you guys so much for this and yeah, I hope that I hope this relationship between you guys continues to progress. Yeah, one can hope. I feel very confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian's been very steady, and that's been super helpful in terms of uh, keeping this relationship going and right. helping me when I'm feeling more tumultuous yeah. about things. Yeah. Well, the the final thought I want to say is that this relationship has been challenging, but I think. The challenge has been beautiful. It's, you know, led me to grow in ways that uh, I didn't think I could or, you know, had grown avenues that I'd sort of foreclosed off, you know. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful to it, you know. Mm -hmm. I will say there's been times where um, I felt overwhelmed by, maybe not challenges, but overwhelmed by maybe Brian's views on my religion or whatever where I felt like, oh, maybe it would be easier if I wasn't faced with with his views or didn't have to talk through my religion so much with him or explain myself or whatever. But I also have recognized that shutting that down isn't going to help me grow. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I appreciate being able to engage with him. And I think that's something God wants to is for us to engage with our faith in a mm. way that is challenging, you know what I mean, versus comfortable. And, um, that growth can be found there. So I, yeah, I appreciate as much as sometimes I just want to like live comfortably in my Mormonism, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not going to be the case with Brian and that's, that's okay because I'm, I'm seeking growth versus, um, yeah. clarity or certainty. Yeah. 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 I like that. Engage our faith. I yeah. like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a very engaging 
conversation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks, Oliver. You're the best. Yeah. Concur. Concur. <laughs>